Hey guys, welcome to Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're live every Monday morning and we want to be current and authentic and genuine in every topic that we bring for you guys. Nothing is more refreshing than when people are open and honest with their walk with God. And that's just what we want to do. We want to have conversations with you weekly that ignite you and challenge you to be the best that you can be. A lot of times we think that we have to have it all put together and we put on masks to get through our week. But here, we want to be able to just talk it out. Exactly how it comes out is exactly how it's going to be. So join in on the conversation. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. Good morning. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing on this Monday morning? Is it cold there? Is it icy? Because that it might be. has kind of been a thing lately. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know it's it's been even cold where we are too, but then I uh, I had a meeting, and one of the guys that was in my Zoom meeting is living in Chicago, and I was like, it's eighteen degrees here, and he goes, well, I got you beat. It's six degrees here. Oh my gosh! So I said, okay, bro, you win. Gladly, you can have I don't want to win that. You can have it. Nope. But yeah, um, I hope that everybody's doing well this week. We're still, I, I just still feel like, you know, God's God's up to something and I can't wait. I can't wait to see what it is. And, but there's just like an anticipation there that it's just mm-hmm. like, it's growing. Well, something that Nate Johnson actually said today, which I don't know if you read it, but he kind of explains that. He's like, do y'all feel like this is like a game and it's about to go into halftime and then mm-hmm. the last half of the game is going to be crazy? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So that's actually exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Honestly. Crazy. Crazy. And that's Crazy. how he spelled it. Yeah. Like, I'm just kidding. For sure. No, um, it's so awesome to be able to do this. Thank you guys. Everybody that continues to... Yeah. support us we, we we love you all um thank you for being on the journey with us i don't know i don't know where the lord's going but i know we're following him yeah and you know I, I was i was watching this teaching on youtube and and the guy was talking about the journey that abram made right abram pre-abraham mm-hmm. abram uh when the lord told him in genesis to to leave his family and go down to the land that God says that I will show you. He took this long track around, like, and he went down through, you know, modern day Iran and in through some up of those, into Turkey, yeah, up into Turkey, and, and before he got to the land of Canaan, right? We all know this story, but when you actually see it illustrated, it's like, okay, Lord, you took him completely out of the way. Oh, yeah, he could have made a straight line, and it would have killed it by, like, oh, my gosh, so much quicker. Right. Well, and you have to also understand that he was moving at sheep speed. Which is slow. Yeah, herds of animals. So as, like, shepherds and stuff, they were having to herd all these animals, and they took this big, long way around. It It kind of made me feel like God always does this to people just to test their faith. And, you know, even in the next book, you, you go you go into Genesis, right? God's testing Abraham, 
He's like, will you follow me on this what what seems like a wild goose chase? Which, of course, you know, they didn't have, like, GPS on their phone. So maybe Abram was like. But sometimes he was so close to Canaan, I'm sure he's like, yeah. wait, I done seen that before. Yeah. I passed it, yeah, like, it's like, 20 years ago. Ma- but maybe he didn't know. <laughs> well, and, and so then you go further into Genesis, right? And you have you have Noah who was told to build the ark. And then I love what Scripture says because it says he finished the ark. And the Lord told him and his family to move into it seven days before the rain even started. Just think about the trash talk. Everyone, <laughs> please just think about the trash talk that was yeah. happening whenever yeah. they were in that ark. Okay, God. Okay. Any any day now, God. Okay. People yeah. are literally laughing. God. Seriously. <laughs> or, or it's even like after the first couple of days and nothing unfolded, I would be tempted to go back and live in my house. Yeah, I'd be like, um, this stinks. I mean, because I'm, I'm thinking that Noah's equivalent of, of where he built the ark had to be within walking distance of his house, right? Like, kind of yeah. like our driveway. Yeah. And so, I mean, what was stopping him from being, you know, nope, I'm moving back into my house until it starts raining. You yeah. Know? I mean, but it, it's so cool because you see, you see that we, we always get to read these stories with the, with the end Inside, yeah, like right? we know, yeah, we, we know what's going to happen. But imagine being in the in that scenario, and I feel like that's where the body of Christ is today. I feel as though God is taking us on a journey, and He's definitely taking the long way around. Like, like Abram, because a lot of us were like, Lord, we wanted you, we wanted you to move six months ago. You know, we we wanted yeah. you to come and turn everything around. And, and just make a way on our timing. But God has a way of always doing things to where he knows that the end is in sight and He because he has that sovereignty. But at the same time, he goes, how willing are you to hang in, you know, just hang on for the ride mm-hmm. and let's see where we go? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people might be like, what I know? Like... Because um, in this time right now, I believe the, the people that are believing for what is to come, for the social injustice to be addressed by heaven and heaven alone, to where the God of angel armies, actually God's favorite name for himself is the God of hosts, the God of angel armies. Mm. That's I was listening to a podcast and, and someone brought that up and like quoted the scripture about it and stuff like that. And so he's the God of angel armies. And sometimes we think like, oh God, like the earth looks so bad, the injustice. Well, he's the God of angel armies. I mean, mm. and I've heard again and again from prophet after prophet that those bowls in heaven that are filled with the prayers of the saints over America and the injustices being made right, those bowls are full and they're about to tip. So no matter what it looks like, even though you're in the ark and it's been day three and you're like, okay, Lord, it's not raining yet. It's not raining yet. He said it's going to. Yeah. He said the social injustice will be handled and that, you know, the, this whole craziness, because if you look at the world right now, it really is, it really is crazy. That's why I just don't look, honestly, like don't look out the window of your ark. Just, just keep it going. Talk to the Lord. He knows what's going on better than all of us. But that's what it makes me think of right now. Like, I, I believe we're like in the ark. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm sitting there and thinking, it hasn't rained yet. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even hardly sit still as it is. And so imagine being in that position like Noah, you know, all of his sons and, and their wives and everything like that. And it's like, okay. All right, Lord, you sure said it was going to rain. You know, they've come to know like, hey. Yeah. Um, so are you sure that 
are you sure that God said that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, leave me alone, please. I already have my own. Ah. Yeah, I, and I think that's where it comes down to the fact that it's so important that we don't we don't look for the things to unfold. We just yeah, keep our yes. eyes on the Father. We look to God and who yeah. He is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people think, okay, yeah, God of angel armies. I, I think that's funny that you brought that up because remember the other day we were reading, was it 2 Second Samuel? 2 Samuel chapter 5. Yeah, 2 Samuel chapter 5, mm-hmm. where um, it, literally, it literally talks about in there that— uh, the Philistines, oh, here okay, so the Philistines come up on Israel and David, instead of mustering his army, instead of doing anything first, in, instead of going into panic mode, David literally says, God, what do you want me to do? Do mm-hmm. you want me to meet them in battle head on? Yeah. And and then God answers David and says, yes, go out and fight them and I will deliver this army to you. Like God's saying, I'm going to, I'm going to help you win I'm going to make it to where you win this battle. Yeah. And so they they win, right? Of course, because when the Lord says he's going to do something, he will do it. Mm-hmm. And then it says not long after that, that they come back again into the same valley, right? That, that they... That they the same army is coming up against them, and instead of instead of just being like, okay, God, you know, David could have literally just said, well, you know, God, you did it last time, so we're just going to do things the same way, and watch as as you move and as you unfold. But instead, instead of panicking and instead of being so cocky and sure of himself that he's just like, well, we beat him once, we can beat him again. David stops and he asks the Lord, and he says. He says, Lord, what, where, how do I proceed? Yeah, yeah. So God then in turn says, you're going to fight them, but instead of doing, instead of meeting them in battle straight up, like how you did it last time, I want you to sneak around them, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, and and hide, circle around them. What kind of trees were they? I just, I just love it. Uh, as soon as you hear the sound of marching on the tops of the poplar trees. So on, on the tops of the poplar trees. So David sneaks out. He asks God. He doesn't do things the same way. Because I think that we get into a habit mm-hmm. as Christians of, oh, well, God told me to do this last time, so he's going to tell me to do it oh, again. Exactly. I, God doesn't do the same things over and over again. His nature is always the same, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. But marching orders change mm-hmm. depending on the situation. Yeah. And David is a perfect example of that. And so David says, God, what do I do? God says, you're going to fight them. Again, but this time you're going to do it different. You're going to sneak around them. You're going to hide. And I love it there because it says, as soon as you hear the sound of footsteps on top of the poplar trees. On the tops of the poplar trees. Yeah. On the tops. Okay, um, I, I'm not a, I'm not an expert, but clearly I don't think that, that David's army was going to be marching on top of the trees. How how would you how would you hear footsteps on top of the trees if not for God saying, "I'm sending my army first, yep, and I don't want you to move, and I don't want you to go anywhere. Yeah, don't move till you hear till you hear the footsteps, which means don't move until I'm going with you. Mm, how many of us just go on ahead? And that's that's so true to right now because I know. We've talked about in this time that the spiritual realm is reeling. I mean, it's going. Yeah. So 
um, I believe that we will see a lot more spiritual movement and spiritual activity. Um, and, and like what the Lord said to David, like, I really believe the Lord is saying like, don't do any, just, just trust that I'm the God of victory. Yeah. Just trust that. And when you hear the angels moving, you can move if I've called you to move, you know? Yeah. Well, but I I love, I love the surrender of David. You know, everybody, everybody wants to talk about David and they, and they want to talk about all the times that he messed up and true, he royally messed up a whole bunch. He, He was not a perfect man by any means. But when the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart, situations like that in Second Samuel chapter 5 just go to prove to me that David was considered a man after God's own heart because in those, in those situations where the kingdom was at stake, he wouldn't move until God told him to move. Yeah. And he, he wouldn't go to war without seeking God first and being like, God, how, how do I win this? How are you going to deliver this army to, to your children? Because I believe, um, a a lot of people think that, that God is just, you know, he's, he's sovereign of course, but you know, God just gives you things and it's up to you to figure it out. And, and like, like he's not, wanting to guide you and direct you in all things, in, in every decision. Mm-hmm. I, I think about David when he did fall with Bathsheba. What if in that moment he would have been like, Lord, what do you want your servant to do? God would have been like, hey, dummy, stop looking. Yeah, Stop looking at that. Mm-hmm. But David continued. And when it came to the the stake of the kingdom, now, what that means for us, I believe, is because of what Jesus did, the kingdom is everywhere. We're not we're not just worried about Israel anymore. Like David was literally just focused on the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, because of what Jesus did, that grace of God has been yeah. extended to the Gentiles, right? And so when we do anything, it should be kingdom focused. Everything that we do, every interaction that we have, every person that we meet is an opportunity for a kingdom move. And so when when we are moving in and out of our day, I believe it is our responsibility to say, Lord, what is it that you have for your servant today? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord wants this relationship with us that's so, so deep and, and so intimate. And I know the mm. word intimate really like weirds people out, but the Lord he already knows every single thing about you. And I know I've said this before, so don't worry about being intimate with your creator. I mean, he created the weird mole on your back. You know what? Like, I'm, just honestly. Like, and the Lord wants to be so intimate with you to where, like, like what Aubrey said, David just asked the Lord, what do you want me to do in this? What yeah. do you want me to do about that? What do you do? You know, because he just had this connection with the Lord where he took step by step. I think some uh, with the Lord. And I think some people think that maybe the Lord is like, hey, so my plan for your life is that you're going to do blah, 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 blah. So go on, you know, and, and, and it's just like, like what we read in that book, Experiencing God. Mm-hmm. He wants to do step by step journeying with us. He wants to go sheep pace because we go sheep pace. We're slow. Yeah. Sheep pace. That sounds so weird. (laughs) 
but like we're sheep, right? And sometimes we get a little distracted, like, oh, what's that shiny thing? And we go over there, or you know, we're hungry, or you know, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And like God's like, okay, I'll go, I'll go, you know, I'll go your pace. And He wants us to go step by step with Him along the way. Like usually, He won't tell us something that's five steps away. He'll tell us what's right in front of us and what to what to take, where to step. And you know, that's that's up to us to have that relationship to Him with him to where we can hear him and we can feel him and we can know he's here and we can have that relationship with him to where we live every day with him because um also you're not called to the just this giant purpose in your life and your whole life is only building to this purpose like the lord does purposes in our life every single day because it's a part of his will and it's like a beautiful um dot connect the dots kind of situation. Like, have you seen something where you look really close and it's little dots, but you step back and it's a beautiful picture that was created by the dots. That's kind of what the Lord does with us in our day to day. You know, the little thing that doesn't make sense or why would you put red there? You know, or Lord, why would you move in that way? Why? And you step back and you're like, wow. Yeah. That's it. You know, I think it comes back down to just the simple fact of surrender. Mm -hmm. David David had the opportunity, like many of us do on a daily basis, to move and then ask the Lord to bless what he's already doing. Oh, my gosh. Now, and, and I'm just as guilty as the next we've person. We've so done that. I, we, we, we've done that for years. <laughs> it's been like we, we stay busy, 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 and we do all these things, never once asking the Lord, Lord, what is what is it that you have for your servants today? I find it very interesting that the uh-huh. Lord's prayer says, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. If it's daily bread, we need it every day. It's not, you know, yeah. just our, our prayer time or the daily devotional that we do. Like it's it's we need our daily mm-hmm. bread. We cannot we cannot eat without the bread of life, which yeah. is what Jesus calls himself. But yeah. David had the opportunity to to do that in in the midst of what we were talking about in Second Samuel chapter five, he could have literally just went out to war and maybe God would have come alongside of him and yeah. still helped Israel win that war. We've seen God grace. Right. Those things. Yeah. God, God's grace. I'm not going to be the one to decide the limits of God's grace. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not for me to say, but David shows us the example of Lord, I'm not going to move. If this is kingdom related if this has to do with with my you know my kingdom my life I'm not going to move until you give me clearance to move. Mm-hmm. And we go throughout our entire life and we're like, well, I have this 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 and this. And some people might be like rolling their eyes and be like, well, you know, some of us have a lot going on. We got kids playing sports, we have jobs, we have all these other. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that that you should just, you know, completely just shut down everything until you know, but each day you can move closer and closer to the position of Lord. What is it? What is it that you have for me today? Yeah. What? What, and what is it? You know, something I've been seeing again and again that makes me think about the busy schedule and all that. Um, the Lord wants us to be interruptible. Yeah. He wants. He wants us. Because okay, if you're a parent, you understand this. You'll be in the middle of something, and you hear something that you shouldn't have heard, like. Gray. Sometimes he'll get too excited and he just like spits up. It's like blow everywhere. And I'm like no. Like you hear the splash. You can hear it. Yeah. So you're like no, and you like run. <laughs> so so you know insert what would be that sound for you as a parent. Yeah. 
the Lord wants us to be interruptible. And usually we get aggravated by those things. Like, oh my gosh, why would you make a mess? Like, oh, now I got to clean it up. And I was in the middle yeah. of cooking. I was doing this. But it's like, do we, are we at that place with God where it's like, um, even what Samuel said when the Lord kept waking him up in the middle of the night and he thought it was Eli or whatever. And he kept going to him and Eli's like, oh, do me a favor, quit waking me up and just say, Yes, Lord, your servant is listening. <laughs> yeah, because, I would be frustrated if I was yeah, Samuel. It's like, dude, I'm why am I sleep? How many times do you wake up at like two or three in the morning? And you're like, why am and I you're up mad, right now? You know. Yeah. But it's like, are we interruptible? Um, mm. We have our to do list, but do we have do we have not just room, but do we surrender that to do list to the Lord? Yeah. A lot of us sometimes we'll we'll nestle in a little thirty minutes here, or thirty minutes there. We'll give God a little something, something. But He wants it all. Yeah. He wants it all. What are you willing to give up? Yeah. What, yeah, it, it, John 15, where he talks about, I'm, I'm the vine yep. and you are the branches. You, you have to stay connected to the vine. And I don't know if we shared it on Facebook the other day, but the Mario Murillo thing where he said, you know, you can either have a prayer life or you can have a life of prayer. And, and there's a huge difference in that yeah. because, uh, if you have a life of prayer, you're, you're interrupted to do work. But if you have a prayer life, then you interrupt work with prayer. Mm-hmm. And you might not really understand the difference, but there is a huge difference between what we're talking about right there because a life of prayer reflects the scripture that says pray always without ceasing. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I'm at my desk at work or if I'm at my kids' ball games or if I'm doing all this. I could, I could literally be talking to the Lord while I'm doing all of those things. And not be distracted by, oh, man, I got to do 17,000 other things. But just being like, speak, Lord, mm. your servant's listening. Mm. I love that. I Because lo- we want to live a, a life of prayer. Yeah. I mean, because when I hear that, Aubrey, it's like a lot of people just categorize. And I know we've said this before, but it's so true that because I've seen it in our lives. Um, whenever we would categorize, okay, this is my time with the Lord. So I turn on my God switch and then I turn it off after because I got a lot of stuff I got to do, you know? And it's like just living a life with him, living a life of pleasing him and living. A lot of the times we get stuck doing things for him, but let's decide to do stuff with him. Like it's going to be so much better and you're going to be a lot less tired. Like the Lord doesn't need you to do anything for him. He's like, oh honey, I could do so much better than what you're doing. You're like, ta-da. It's like your kid whenever they make the little macaroni necklaces and yeah. it's like pretty ugly and you're like, wow, so great. It's, oh, yeah. wow. What is that? Bless like your a heart. Potato. That's you, mommy. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And I feel like sometimes we do that. It's like yeah. the worst. We're like, God, look at this. And you know, they're proud of it, those little kids when they show you stuff. And you're like, that's great. Bless your heart. I'm sure the Lord's like, bless your heart. You are so tired and you're not doing a great job. Yeah. But he loves us. And that grace we were talking about yeah. earlier is very real. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, I I just believe that, especially in 2021, you can agree with this or, or you can just see things completely different. And, and that's fine. But I believe that God is going to show himself in a magnificent way yes. in 2021. Yeah. And I don't want to be caught behind the movement. I, I want to be yeah. a part of the movement. I don't want to be the one that's having to catch up and be like, wait, what, what? God's doing what? You know, I, I want to be at the forefront of what's going on. I want to be surrendered in such a position 
to where anytime I'm making a decision is, Lord, what, what would you have your servant do yes. in the midst of this? Mm. And I think that the Lord is calling a lot of us to remove distraction. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, you have to pay extra to be a VIP at a concert, right? To have front row seats. You know that's more expensive than the nosebleed. Mm. And it's kind of like that. Like you have to be willing to give up more for the Lord to take you deeper and take you closer and take you, you know what I mean? To that move of God where you're right there. I mean, you're experiencing mm-hmm. that thing, you know, you're like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's like, but you have to pay more to get there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. I, I think it's, it's important. You know, a lot of people, I had a conversation this morning where I was just talking about all the books that we've been reading and different stuff like that. And people were like, well, where do you have time to, to read all these books? And, you know, for me, I just say, well, if you cut out social media, you know, and you you stop scrolling, you stop doing a lot of things, you cut out a lot of the TV shows and all the stuff that you watch in the evening time, there's a lot more time than you think in your day to to read and to, um, you know, just commune with the Lord. It's like eye-opening how much time, if you're not doing this scrolling through your phone, it's like, wow, I have a lot of time. To do yeah. things that mean something. Well, yeah, and, and I'm not like I'm not saying like, oh yeah, we're super spiritual, like we don't waste. We time. love social media, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's been difficult, but I, I think I think that that the Lord is is calling a deeper level. Yes, and you know you might get freaked out by the word intimacy, but um, I think that it's important that everybody understand that just acknowledging Jesus as your Lord and Savior might be enough to get you into heaven. It might be enough to get you into heaven because there's only one way to heaven. That, you know, there's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son. But Jesus also says that my sheep know my voice, and as they follow me, I will lead them to good pastures. You know, I will, I'll take care of them. And so, it, like, for me, it's just kind of like, okay, well, can I sacrifice a little bit more of what my flesh wants to do in order to hear his voice clearer for what God wants to do in this year, because I believe it's going to be big. Oh my God. You know what that makes me think of? Um, that verse in, in first Corinthians that I was reading to you, Ugh, maybe it was yesterday, maybe it was the day before I can't remember, but it was like the things that you've done on this earth will be put to the fire mm. and what is gold and refined will stay and not be burnt up but if it's useless things that have spent all of our time doing this it'll be burnt up and it literally says that you might make it into heaven by the skin of your teeth is pretty much what it says (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like i don't want to be that guy that gets in you know those movies where the door's shutting and you slide in real quick before it shuts and it almost like closed on your head i don't i don't want that i don't want that i want when that when that fire that fire that happens on that judgment day where the things that you've done in this life are burnt down, I want mine to be all refined gold. Mm. And you and that is that's not even works. I gotta make it happen, gotta make it happen. That's the opposite of what that is. What it is is it's taking those step by step walks of faith with the Lord and not getting stuck in in yourself. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, so I think I think uh for today, we just wanted to kind of bring the message yeah to the forefront that we serve the God of angel armies. I had never read, I mean, I probably have read it before, but I never took time to actually stop and realize what that meant. God said, 
David, don't move mm-hmm. from underneath the shade of the poplar trees until you hear footsteps on top of those trees, like marching steps. What else could that mean other than God sent heaven's armies with David in front of David's army and handed the Philistines to him once again? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've I've fought on my own for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done a me whole too. bunch of things in my own strength, and all it did was lead me to burnout, to exhaustion, to anxiety, and sitting there thinking, man, what is the point in all this? I want to hide underneath the shade of the poplar trees and listen. And, and listen and have God literally get you to the place where he says, Aubrey, I don't want mm. you to move until after I send heaven's armies on your behalf. Can you imagine, Aubrey, like the, the holy hush that was in that forest so that they could hear the mm. footsteps? You're just sitting there and you're waiting with anticipation and excitement. Like you have yeah. your, you have your weapons girded, yeah. like yeah. you're ready to go. I want to be in a holy hush yeah. listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds crazy. Excited. Yeah. But see, that's the same excitement that I feel whenever I think about 2021 and I think about what God is about to do in the earth, in the revival that I'm not even going to say is is coming because I believe that it's already oh, here. Man, yes. I believe that it's stirring in certain parts of the country. There are people getting saved by the thousands. Mm-hmm. There are people getting baptized by the thousands in California. I know we live in the Bible Belt, and everyone here, I feel like, hates California, but God loves California. He does. He just does. God loves California just as much as He loves anybody in the Bible Belt. And <laughs> and if if you don't if you don't think that that God is going to move in the places where we look at the least of these, God moved in the life of fishermen that Jesus chose as his, as his disciples. The rest of the world looked at them and was like, "Aren't these men?" Aren't these uneducated men from Galilee? Yeah. And Jesus was like, oh, yeah. But they spoke with authority Mm. because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Mm. God's going to move, and you do not want to be, you don't want to miss it. There's a a train. It's like, I don't want to sing Long Black Train, but but there's a a train coming, and it's moving in the Holy Spirit, and God is pushing this train. And and I want to be at the train stop ready that when God decides to pull the trigger on us, that I'm just jumping on the train. Yes. It, they don't even have to stop it. I'll we'll jump just, on the moving train. Like in those I'll movies go. where you just jump right. on the back. And you're like, mm-hmm. like right. And so I think we're going to be surprised by by what's going to unfold in America mm. this year, even in the world, and just in 2021. Yeah. So just be in preparation for that. But start asking the Lord, Lord, what is it that you have for your servant? Give me my daily bread and listen as God tells you exactly what to yeah. do. That's very specific for him to tell David, don't move until you hear the footsteps on the top of the poplar trees. Lord, I want marching orders just like that. So clear cut so that at the end of it, no man can boast and God receives all the glory. Mm, amen, amen. It's well, going to be good. I'm so excited. I hope that your spirit is stirred up with us today as we're talking about this because God is up to something. It's going to be good. And I I don't know about you, but we're going to be a part of it. Yes. Mm, Man. So there you have it. There you have it. 
Are you VIP or are you a VI not? You know? Are you outside the club? You can't even get in. Can't even get in. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, we, we hope that you guys have a great week. Uh, thank you for tuning in with us. And um, we'll see you next time. See yeah, what the Lord's we'll going to do. see you guys next time. Love you guys. Okay, sweet. Can you just so that's not at all what we were going to talk about? <laughs>